Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello there, and welcome again to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our friend and coach, John Opaluski. How are you doing today, John? Jim, I'm doing good. It's good to be back with you in our virtual studio uh, today. I miss our real studio, but uh, this uh, this too. works. When we have our real studio, you sometimes you buy me coffee afterwards, and there's no opportunity for you to buy me a coffee. You know, now That's it right. just feels like I'm getting the short <laughs> end of this. You know. <laughs> hey, so kind of uh, kind of crazy, you know. Um, but the good news is maybe the crazy is starting to wind down a little bit. And I know that you've been talking to a lot of people and, and getting a lot of thoughts, hearing, kind of seeing the cracks in some of the foundations, hearing similar questions. And today we're going to start dealing with, um, well, you know, with what happens next, right? Right. Yeah. So, Jim, you know, I, you've been a part of uh, us thinking about, you know, some forward thinking questions uh, as it relates to how do we lead? in a post-quarantine world. I wanted to say in a post-COVID world, but I don't know if we'll ever get to post-COVID, um, but uh, post-quarantine. Um, and I thought it would really be good for those that are listening uh, to, to hear what we've been kicking around together as a team. Um, and yeah. I think it's actually going to take two pods, you know, for us to, to really cover uh, what I think are really six very important ideas uh, that you and I and, and uh, Jamie Halabin and some of our other team members have been unpacking together. Yeah, I think, I think the thing that struck me the most was the teaching out of Joshua 4 that you brought to the team the other day in our, in our, our group meeting, our face-to-face -face time. You talked about, you know, after being in the wilderness for 40 years, God leads then, you know, Joshua and the children of Israel through the Jordan River into the promised land. And one of the things that that you know they were commanded to do was to, to take one person from each of the 12 tribes, grab a, a big rock out of the bottom of the Jordan River, and there they, they built a, an altar at Gilgal. That, that, that altar was made out of the things they took with them from that experience, you know? And I, and I think as we, we look at the future, you were talking about how important it is, you know, what are the things that we've learned? What are the things, not just what, what did this cost us in the wilderness, but what did we learn that we, that we really need, I mean, the wilderness had a place in people's lives. It was a place for things to die that, that didn't need to live, like fears and slavery and, you know, all that stuff. It was also a place of great memories. And that pile of stones, I mean, until the temple is built, that's where Israel gathers when they're outnumbered. That's where Israel gathers when they need a word from God. It's kind of like standing at that place when the Philistines outnumber you like the sands on the seashore. And, but you look at these stones that your daddy's daddy's daddy you know, God brought us here. God gave us this land. We, we brought these with us to remind us uh, of what we brought with us out of that wilderness. What did God teach us then that we need to know now? So as we look back, you know, as I hope we will very soon, what, do you, what are some things you think we should be taking with us from this, this COVID-19 quarantine? So I think, I think Jim, um, before I get into actually what we would say are our six stones, so you know we're going to talk about three today. Here's some questions yeah. that I think uh, we've been asking ourselves, and I think leaders should be asking. You know what what happens when things get back to air quotes normal? Um, 
you know, when, when the shelter-in-place restrictions are, are gone, um, what will the church look like? Um, yeah. you know, what do we need to bring forward? And you've already, you've already mentioned that. So those are the questions that we've been thinking through. And then here's like, we're going to give you three stones, so to speak today right. that we think, uh, we should take out of, uh, the current season we're in and bring it forward into the, the new season. So here's the first one, Jim. And I, you know, I'd like to hear your comments on this. I'll, I'll just give it to you and then yeah. we'll, I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, so here it is. The church will be a hybrid of in-person and online touches. Uh, yeah. I hope that's what will come out of this. You know, we, I think we believe here at Converge that post-quarantine church is going to be a combo of in-person uh, public gatherings combined with uh, technology touches throughout the week. And, and, and something that I've just been thinking about recently, Jim, is I think our technology touches are going to be more outsider focused than they ever have been. Um, I'm seeing mm -hmm. that trend. I'm, I'm seeing churches that have been doing live stream for a while, but boy, their live stream is so much more pointed now to the outsider, to people who are yet uh, to believe in Jesus. So I think, we think that church moving forward is going to be a hybrid of, of in-person and online. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, I think every time there's a technological change, um, for example, for the first, what, 30 years, the gospel is an oral teaching. It's not been written down. And then somebody wrote it down. And I wonder if people are like, well, it's not the same as hearing it. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's written down. That's nice, but it's not the same as hearing it. And then, you know, it, then we get into Bible translations. Well, it's not the same if it's not in Greek or Aramaic or, you know, in the Catholic Church, it's since the Latin mass it's not the same and then it went to you know can the truths of christ be placed in rock and roll music and uh, you know contemporary christian music and there's one of my favorite uh, martin luther quotes um he's talking about the pipe organ and and he really didn't like it it was a technological change and he's something along the lines of the the screeches that emit from its lusty bowels or that of of the screeches of hell itself. Well, you know, so I'm just saying, like, we've always had issues. You know, can, can the gospel be given over a television set? It doesn't, you know, or radio, Christian radio, until Amy Simple McPherson in Los Angeles, there was no Christian radio station. Um, so I, I think we are in the midst, potentially, of another, another technological change, which in some ways can be an advancement, in some ways can not be an advancement. I'm, I'm not sure that the written Bible was more effective, if you will, than my father teaching me the oral traditions that were taught to him. But, but now all these years later, 2,000 years later, we're so glad that someone figured out to write down these stories and, and collect these letters that apostles sent to churches and, right. you know, Christian radio, Christian television, now the internet. I, I'm not sure that we viewed the internet as our friend because if you really had a great online experience, we were afraid that people would just stay home and not come to church. Right. And, and now we're in the midst of it's a legitimate, this is the way we've been doing church for a couple of months now. Yeah. And like you said, it has gotten better. And it's been a lifeline between congregations and small groups and pastors. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I shudder to think what would happen if we were still writing a monthly newsletter and mailing it to our mailing list, which was just 20 years ago. That was the way we did it. So that's my thoughts. I, I think it's a good thing if we make it a good thing. I think it's a bad thing. If it's the only thing, if we say that gathering to watch my favorite preacher for an hour 
every week is, is fellowship and church. I think we've made a terrible mistake. Right. But I'm so glad that you're, like you're saying, a combination of, of technology, but always a, a combination of, of real fellowship, iron sharpening iron in the same yeah. way. Absolutely need both. So Jim, yeah. let, me, let me give you another one. Uh, yeah. This is the second one uh, that we think we need to uh, at least be thinking about moving forward. And, and that's this, and I'm not sure about this one, but I, I'm hopeful about this one, if that's okay. If I can, can I share something that I'm just hopeful about <laughs> rather than something I'm sure about? Please. <laughs> so my hope is that attendance patterns will improve. You know, that before uh, the quarantine, pre-quarantine, the average attendance for an evangelical churchgoer per month was 1.8 times per month. Right. Um, and as a, as a, a few years ago, our church planted a, a campus out by where we live, and, and uh, I was asked to give part-time oversight to that. And I was, I was freshly uh, confronted with the roller coaster attendance patterns of people. Yeah. And it bothered me. You know, I, I, I know I shouldn't have let it bother me, but I was thinking, how can we impart transformational community with such irregular gathering? And, and, and uh, so one of the thoughts that we've been kicking around is now that the ability to gather publicly or for the last six weeks has been essentially just ripped away from us, you know, what's going to happen once it's restored to us? Um, and, you know, in, in, a, in our earlier pods, we had Doug Clay on, and uh, I think it's pods 32 and 33, and, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I don't know, Jim, what do you think about that? What do you think is going to happen with attendance patterns? I, boy, I think, I don't think it's going to go back. I don't think it's going to go back to 1.8. I, I think if, if it is 1.8, that would be the bottom. I, I don't think it's going to go mm -hmm. lower than that because, you know, the price of gas is determined by how many gallons of crude oil are available and refined gas that's available. If there's a bunch of it, there's no value. But if there's very little of it, then that gallon of gas gets far more expensive. Yeah. I think the commodity coming together that was taken for granted, that was, you know, just normal, it'll always be there. Church has been there every Sunday since I was born. You know, they'll have church the Sunday after I die. I think now there's a, there is a need. But again, I think it requires wisdom on leaders' parts to right. capitalize on that. I mean, if you have small groups, life groups, whatever you call your groups, interest groups, you're going to go running groups and fishing groups and motorcycle groups. Man, this is the time to really get people back engaged. They want to be. They're not so busy that they don't have time. They're actually, they're actually wishing that they had more things to do than the time that they have to do it. A lot of them are. And uh, if we don't capitalize on it, yeah, I think then we'll be 1.8 again. But I think if we really say, if it's a reunion, it was a reopening and we don't lose that. Things don't go back to air quotes normal. You know, I, I don't think we're going to drop below 1.8. I think there will be those that are, that are vulnerable because of age or pre-existing conditions or comorbidities or whatever that, that should be out for a while and stay online. Right. But I think, boy, I think these, these homeschooling parents, they cannot wait to come back to a church that has children's <laughs> ministry and see their friends and the kids see each other. And, you know, my, my oldest grandchild is two. And he, has, he doesn't know that there's a, anything going on. He doesn't, he doesn't get it. But I know that people that have kids that are five or six are saying, why can't my friends come over anymore? Are they not my friends anymore? Mm -hmm. You know, why are they not allowed at my house? Did I do something wrong? Um, man, parents, parents, young families want there to be a live, active 
family environment. Healthy people want to be around, and I mean emotionally healthy people want to be around emotionally healthy people. So right. I, I think we'll I think we'll come back slowly because of the restrictions. But once it's on and we have that celebration of let's all get together and have a church picnic in July and roast a pig and have a you know, all that. I think, yeah, I think we'll see numbers like we have not seen before. Another reason for that too, is I think we've been growing. I think it, yes. through the technology, the bridge to cross to become, again, quote, a part of a church is so short now. You click a button, then you can come and go as you please. Those right. who have come and stayed have, have really benefited from it and can't wait for there to be a gathering to see what this church right. is like in person. So I, I think we are going to see a, a growth attendance wise. I think we are going to see a, um, you know, a return to a new normal. So I think that 1.8 is going to become 2.8, 3.8, you know, if you include small groups. Uh, so I, I think, yeah, I agree. I think better days are ahead. Hmm. So Jim, let me give you one more uh, in uh, uh, this, this afternoon. Um, yeah. And that, here's a third stone. And I think this is true for me personally, but it should be true for the churches. Uh, and the pastors of the churches that are listening this morning, the leaders, even leaders of business uh, that are listening uh, to this this morning. And that is this. I want to bring forward, I want us to bring forward dependence on God yeah. for real. For real. Not just saying the words, but, but for real. Yeah. This, uh, last, these last six weeks have brought home to me, again, that God is my source. He is my provider. Uh, Converge Coaching is not my provider. The church we serve is not our provider. Our stock portfolio, our bank account, um, those are not our providers. In, in, In economically good times, God being our source and dependence on God can be way too easy to forget. And I'm pointing the finger at me this morning. All right. Uh, with that, when when life returns to whatever normal is going to be, um, we believe it's important for leaders to internalize what God has taught them about dependence during this difficult stretch. Uh, to, right. to live to live in the light of this truth that He is our source and our provider. That it's God that gives me and a. He gives me the ability. He gives me the health. He gives me the opportunity. He gives me the the ingenuity to produce and, and and to grow things. And and Jesus said it this way in John fifteen. He said, "I'm the vine. You're the branches. If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing." Right. And so right. I have been praying every morning probably for the whole entire six weeks, Jim, Lord, I acknowledge I can't do anything today without you. I can't be a good husband today. I can't be a good father today. I can't be a good papa today. I can't write. I can't, I can't record podcasts. I I can't have great appointments with my clients without you because I don't want to forget that. Right. Right. I, I, I think you say that word, you know, dependence on God for real. I think we're exercising muscles that on, in good times we don't have to exercise. Mm. And what we're learning during this time, like you just said, it's the faithfulness of God. That when right. we depend on him, he, he doesn't leave us dangling. He, he, he reels us in. 
uh, he, he helps us. He provides for us. I, I, I've heard a lot of testimonies. Uh, of, I've heard the scary stories, but far outweighing the scary stories are the testimonies of, of the faithfulness of God, the abilities, the connections, the networks, you know, the generosity, people in their 80s. Uh, taking their stimulus checks and turning it over to the church so they can do some good with it in the world. And, you know, those sorts of things you go, wow, that's a, it's amazing. You know, people that are on fixed incomes, instead of saying, Hey, we get to go on a cruise. They say, Hey, we, you know, we want to buy masks for people at the COVID units and so forth. Right. It's, I, I think the testing of this uh, has developed new muscles for yeah. people in a good way. And I, and I think it's given us a, a place to, to have greater testimonies as well. Yeah. Right. You know, Jim, I, I don't want to go around this mountain again. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to wander in the desert of, of self-reliance uh, mm -hmm. for one second more in, in, in my life. And, and I've been a Christian for a long time, you know, 46 years. And I've had um, seasons of my life where I've been very aware yeah. of how dependent I was on God. And I've had seasons of my life where it's not like I didn't spend time with the Lord. I didn't, I wasn't walking with the Lord, but in my awareness, the awareness that I can do nothing apart from you wasn't front and center. Yeah. Um, and I, and it might sound corny. It might sound super spiritual. I really don't mean it to, but I don't ever want to forget that. I, I yeah. want this to be internalized this dependence on God, because, you know, Jim, whatever is built through us can go away yeah. very fast. And we're learning that now we're seeing it in, we have a front row seat to that. Right. So, so if I could encourage our, our, those that are listening today, please bring that stone forward with you because it will serve you and the people you lead well. Right on. Well, John, these have been good, and we appreciate you know the the insight and the wisdom. I like that. I like that you're not speaking to hey, you know, we should start with this service or not have children's ministry. Or make sure hand sanitizing stations. I like that what you're dealing with is the not the details. Lots of people are dealing with details, but dealing with the heart issues that we're going to take with us from this experience because God's not going to waste, right? If we're learning faith today, it's for a season where we're going to need that faith tomorrow. And God's right. teaching us you know, how, how to be, how to live without or live with abundance or whatever it is. It's, this is all part of everything we learn in third grade is because we're going to need it in fourth grade and fifth grade and sixth right. grade. And so we're growing from faith to faith. So thank you for your reminders. We are looking forward to uh, the next episode coming up, which is the next three stones. You want to give us just a hint about maybe what, what to expect next week from that? Uh, well, it's just going to be, uh, I'm not going to give away any of the three, Jim, <laughs> so, but we're going to give you three more. Uh, yeah. foundation stones that right we on. need to bring with us into the new normal. I'd say too, we encourage you guys to share this with people because these stones are not just for pastors, not just for leaders. This is for everybody. We hope that everybody comes out of the season having, you know, that, that altar made out of things we brought with us through, through this river, through this wilderness. And so John, thank you so much today for your wisdom and your kindness as always. Um, we, uh, I guess I, I always try to say to people, like if you need more, uh, if you want more, if, if you're in need of uh, a more personal conversation, what's the best way to get a hold of you and have that, that talk? Jim, the best way really is to go to our website, convergecoach.com, and just click on the Contact Us button, and that's how you get a conversation started with us. We'd love to come alongside yeah. and help and encourage you 
uh, help you get aligned, stay aligned so that uh, you can lead better, lead longer and enjoy it more. And have fun doing it. Right. That's right. Well, thank you, John. That concludes our, our time together. And as always, share this, like this, uh, get this out there. People need this information today. And God bless you. You're in our prayers. And we'll, we'll talk to you again soon as we lead from the line.